the biggest thing is so the big question is what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle to get the answers we interview top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success listen we believe every agent should make a minimum of a hundred thousand dollars per year and we're on a mission to make this happen we've already helped over a hundred agents achieve this with our coaching so if you want to fast track your business growth get to your first a hundred thousand dollars in GCI or add another $100,000 in GCI using social strategies, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com or you can just click the link in the description below. Also, just make sure to follow us. Hit that subscribe button and if you get any value from this at all, please tell a friend and leave us a review. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. So moving into your second topic, because this is going to be something I'm going to learn about on the calls. Probably something that Pete knows a lot more about than, than I do. We always say this because we split our business. So like I do some stuff and he does others. And we, we don't cross over that much. We, we help each other, let's say, because we've got different skill sets. <laughs> so your yeah, second topic is co-ops, do's and don'ts or co-oping do's and don'ts. So break that down for us. What do you mean? Yeah. So especially in a market like this one. And you're getting 15 offers, 20 offers. I mean, I've had some properties get over 30 offers. Um, and, and I'm breaking them down and, I, and I'm presenting them to my clients. And obviously, there's the top three or four or five. Um, you know, a big part of it is they, they ask my advice. You know, like, what do you know about either this agency or this agent? Or, you know, what's good about this, this mortgage company? Or, you know, why should I choose what I choose? And I, and I tell them, you know, Peter, I never heard of Peter. I don't know. He works for mom and pop realty code.com. I, I'd never heard of them. His lender is Wells Fargo. God bless us. If they get, get it closed this year, you know, so, so true. <laughs> so it's, it, Peter, you know, already has a Nick against it, his offer right there. And then Andrew, you know, Andrew and I have closed four deals together last year alone. Andrew's a top agent at, at, uh, White Realty, I don't know, wherever. Um, and, you know, they, he's, he's been in the business for 15 years. You know, I, I've known Andrew. I've seen his name on a lot of business. He closes a lot of stuff. Um, and he's working with a local lender. He's working with, uh, you know, for us, Animac, you know, Animac Home Lending, who I know his lender, Bob. You know, I've, I've done listings where, you know, he's worked with buyers. Bob stays on top of stuff. Bob keeps me in the loop if there's any hurdles. Um so Andrew and Bob, yeah, their offer is twenty five hundred dollars less, but Andrew and Bob are going to get you closed. Peter and Wells, it's going to cost you an extra four grand in mortgage payments because they're two months late on the, on getting us, you know, to the settlement table. Um, so if I'm presenting offers that way, I can only imagine the way that other agents are. I, I hope they, you know, are giving as much knowledge to their clients as as that. But I want them to say, you know, I've done deals with Steve. Steve gets the gets us to the settlement table. There's going to be no bullshit with Steve. He's on top of the game. He's always, you know, sending us emails of home inspections this day. Three days later, here's our report. This is where we're at. Uh, appraisal's coming up this day. Uh, appraisal's in. You know, we're, we're short on funds. Let's work, let's work it out. Or, you know, we, we appraise, we're good. So it's just constant con- contact with the other agent. So then when you are in these multiple bids in the market that we're in now, they're saying, yo, we want to work with this guy. So now, as a buyer's agent, you just got your offer accepted because they know you're not an ass. They know that you're intelligent, that you're professional, that you're going to get the deal to the settlement table. So that's important when you're a buyer's agent. And as a seller's agent, you know it's it's helping 
give your clients advice, but it's also helping weed out kind of agents that you may or may not want to work with. You know what? I'm, I'm kind of smiling internally because everything that you've just said, and I'm not where you are yet. It's really what I do on, on my deals, right? I just had an offer close right now. We were not the highest offer. We were probably like third in line. There was probably a total of 15 offers. We were an FHA loan, um, which in my market, nobody really wants to even get a chance. Yeah, same. And, and what we did was before the end of the year, the county limits were $55,000 less than what they are as of January 1st, 2022. I got my buyers accepted. The house appraised. I had the other listing agent delay the request for the appraisal to make sure that it's after the new year, which means the new loan limits are actually taken into effect where my client can now be in a position to actually get the appropriate funds. Otherwise, they don't have enough cash to close and they're short. And it was all because of the line of communication that I had from the moment that I walked into that open house. Yep. I mean, that's amazing. Really, like that, that is, that is the first thing that you know, I spoke with the agent. I said, Hey, here's where we are before I submit the offer. Here's what you can see. What are your sellers looking for? How can we make this a win-win? How can I make you happy? Your sellers happy? How can you help me out by not having to get back in this car? My guys love this property. They can't get, you know, anything else, you know, but here's the caveats. Here's what I need you to know. I'm not going to keep you in the dark. I'm going to shoot you right from the hip, tell you exactly where we are. Here's what I'm going to require to get you to the closing table. There may be a slight delay at the end because we all know how, you know, new year kind of everything hits the fan, Right. but I'm going to get this thing closed. Lo and behold, we closed on it last Friday. Yeah, but think about how important that is that you called with valuable information to that listing agent. You know, I, I post a listing a week, I feel like, uh, right now. And the phone calls that I get, what are your clients looking for exactly? The most amount of money, Karen. That's what we're looking for. Money. <laughs> like, what do you think we're looking for? Like, I hate the, what's important to your people? Money. Guaranteed money more money, and then uh, a little bit more money. Like, like wh what do you think they want, All right? So if you can call, and instead of saying a stupid question like that, but say something that's valuable, like, hey, this is where my people are at. I know this is where your people are at. This is kind of what we're going to have a challenge in front of us, but I want you to know that. Let's work on it now, and we know what's going to happen. I I'm already going to present your offer in a better light because I know that you're coming with knowledge you know what may or may not be an issue. And I'd rather work with you than someone that's calling me and asking what's most important to my people. It's money. It's whatever person's selling a house for. Money. So like, don't ask me that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you because when, on, on my listing sites, the amount of phone calls that we get swamped is like, how do you stand out? And then not only how do you stand out, but how do you distance yourself enough from the crowd that you're like, okay, He's my guy, you know, as, as yeah. you know, a little bit of a newer agent, um, when it comes to building out a name, what are some of the tips that you can give for somebody that's starting out where they can distance their offers other than just line of communication and asking the stupid questions? What questions should they be asking to win the offers? 
Uh, you know, it's a good question. Oh, you stumped me. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I would say uh, if for a new agent in this industry, it's more of saying, you know, hey, you might not know who I am. Uh, you know, it, it, kind of give them compliments, build them up, you know, oh my God, Andrew, you know, I see your name all over the place. You're doing, you're having a great year. You know, that's, that's awesome for you. Um, a little bit about myself, you know, I am a newer agent. However, at my brokerage, Keller Williams, uh, you know, I'm on a top producing team. Uh, so we have, um, you know, the, I got the mentorship, I have the guidance, I have the, you know, the, the processors, you know, we have the work of my preferred lender. So you just kind of build up kind of what you might or might be lacking in that knowledge, in the uh, experience with having the support team around you. Um, so it's not so much of asking too many questions to the listing agent because listing agents are getting inundated on phone calls and showing requests and text messages and this and that. So more just kind of talk yourself up a little bit, you know, say, I got I got a great support team with me. They're working with my local lender. Um, I'm sure you know who he is. Uh, you know, give that agent some compliments because you know how egocentric this industry can be. So kind of, you know, pump them up a little bit. Um, and they're going to say, wow, you know, they, they took the time to introduce themselves, let, let them know that they sent the offer over to make sure that I got it and didn't end up in my spam mail or lost in the, you know, the mess of all the other offers. Give a little bit of insight of where your buyer is uh, when you're sending an offer and, and, you know, if there are any hurdles, but just don't ask, just don't ask what they're looking for. Now, obviously everyone's looking for the same thing if their house is on the market right now. So that's just, you know, and so I don't know how your MLS is, but for us, we have the public section and we have an agent remark section. In the agent remarks section, that's where we can say showings don't start till Friday. We could say, you know, no love letters with your offers. We can say, you know, the, the Corvette in the garage is excluded. We can say there's no seller's disclosure or there's a section where documents can be uploaded. So look at that. Like the amount of phone calls and text messages. Is there a seller's disclosure? No, it's not online. So there's not a seller's disclosure for this property. Did you look? Uh, you know, can I get in on Tuesday? No, it says online that showings start on Friday. Did you read? So it's make sure you know and have done all your research on that MLS before you call with those questions that you could have answered yourself. Now you just irritated that listing agent because I don't want those phone calls. You should you should do your job and know these answers because I've given you all that information. Now, if there's something specific, listen, my last people just got burned, uh, that we were under contract, the roof was 25 years old, well past its life expectancy, killed the deal. Just, do, you have it, do you happen to know that? That would be a knowledgeable question. You know, I don't, I don't see a seller's disclosure. Do you happen to know that? That's a, that's a good question to ask. But just asking, you know, can I get in there early, please? My people really want to see it. So do 50 other people. You know, it's, it's just read the agent remarks, read the MLS, know what the taxes are, you know, don't just... Don't come in with questions that you could have answered yourself. You know, I really like that because as I mean, that's that's what I'm getting in the habit of doing, doing as much homework on the front end, because then by the time you see the property, you're asking very direct and very specific questions, yeah. which shows the other agent that you took the time and that you actually care about the property and, and your level of intent is different than somebody that's coming in asking those questions where they had 50 other showings the same day. Exactly. And I'm sure just like, you know, everybody else, you don't want to be answering the same question 15 million times. That's why you've provided the information up front. Yeah. You've disclosed it up front. Mm -hmm. Now, what I am noticing that some of the agents, obviously, and this is what sets you apart because you are a top producing agent is there's simply the level of laziness 
of not uploading the seller's disclosure into the MLS ahead of time so they get those questions. There's different ways of positioning the questions of, hey, is there seller's disclosure? Just like you said, Steve, it's like, hey, I didn't see a seller's disclosure. Here's where we are. What is the age of the roof? Because X, Y, Z, A, B, C, that either sparks in that person that listed the you know, the property of like, oh shit, I forgot to upload the seller's disclosure, which means now I'm going to get the same question 50 million times. So save yourself the legwork. Exactly. Where, where I'm going with this is essentially is at what point can you be almost overbearing when it comes to following up on the offer where it's like too much, where you're like, because I know I have four different numbers, two different <laughs> cell phones. And if you're not answering from one, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you in one of the other ones. Yeah, you know, because I, I also, so I, I do my business. I try to make it as um, as transparent as possible. So I upload as much information as I can. Uh, and I know a lot of listing agents aren't doing that. And they all say they're so busy. Um I mean, you see my deals. I'm a solo agent, so don't tell me you're too busy. The irony is they're busy because they're not doing that. Right. Because they're just busy answering the fucking phone calls, answering the questions. Right, right. <laughs> you're, busy, you're busy because you're doing busy work instead of doing smart work to limit the amount of busy work that you need to do. So right. uh, I hate, I hate, I hate when best and finals call at 5 p.m. and you get the 5.05 text. Do we have a response? Did, did, did you win? <laughs> I don't know. I just called. I just called best and final three minutes ago. I haven't even called my guy yet. Like, it, don't don't follow up and ask if you won. If you won, trust me, you got that phone call. And if you didn't win, I personally email every single person. Sorry, you didn't win. Depending on how close their offer was, I'll give them a little bit of heads up. You know what? You were a little bit short on the guaranteed cash. So that, that way your buyer knows that he made a really strong offer. Someone's just a little bit stronger. So for your next time, maybe that's what's going to help them win. You know, I, I do that courtesy. Again, co-op. You want to give value back to these buyer agents if you're a listing agent so they know and they can coach their clients what shortfall they had on their offer. Or it's, we were listed at 500. You came in at 450. That's why you lost. You know, we're in best and final. No, no you didn't win. You know, but if someone sends me a really good offer and it's structured well, I give them the courtesy of, listen, you guys were only 5K short on the purchase price. I'll tell them, you know, or you, you were a little bit short on guaranteed cash or um, the timeline that the other person presented was more appealing to us, you know, because they did a better job explaining to me what the timeline was for their buyer or um, the earnest money deposit. That was a big sticking point for my sellers. The other person gave me 10K, you were at 2,500. So I let them know why they lost. If they're within the top you know, five or 10, I'm not gonna let every single agent know with low ball offers or just crap offers. But if you present me a good offer, you're gonna get the courtesy back to, to know why you didn't get it. Because it, it's gonna only gonna help you coach your buyers, which then means you're gonna get the next, the next house for them. And Steve, in your eyes, what is a strong offer? Because I hate that bullshit of highest and best. Right, right. Highest and best is take that shit, shove it up your ass where the sun doesn't yeah. shine because it's not yeah. always. You, you can give me a highest and best and that shit will never appraise, will right. never come into fruition. So we're just in La La Land. Yeah. What makes a strong offer? Oh, I'd, I'd say everyone. So like I just had a listing um, and they came in 50000 over. I said, what do you think? I listed the house 50K under market value? 
Like, do you think my seller in this market's going to let me list it for 50K under value? So it's a foo-foo number. And I tell my people, I said, this one we're not even going to look at because they're shooting for the moon just to appeal you with this purchase price, but you know it's not going to appraise. We looked at your comps. You're in X price house. So the strongest structure you can do, settlement date, obviously, seller picks. You tell me. You want 30 days? We'll get it done in 30 days. You need 90 days so you can find a house or a rental or you know, you're, it takes you a while to pack up? Cool. You got it. Seller, you pick the settlement date. Earnest money deposit. Um, Give, give them a strong number. You know, in our market, five to 10K is kind of what we're looking for. Back in the day, it was a thousand bucks. No one cared about earnest money deposit. Now it's, you know, you better put a little bit more money down on it. Um, and then money over appraisal. That's the biggest thing. You know, even if I'm coming 10K over purchase price on my offer, I'll give you 5K if it doesn't appraise. That way it covers the gap. And that's the thing that we're seeing most in our market, these inflated sale prices. But how am I going to get there? It's money over appraisal. So we want to see that. What a lot of agents are doing now, which is smart, is attaching proof of funds to show here's our here's a bank account with 100K in it. It's going to cover our 10% down payment. It's going to cover our closing costs. And then here's the 25 grand that we guaranteed over the appraisal. You know, here's cash that we're showing that we have this. We're not just saying that we hope to have it or we hope it appraises. It's going to be issued down the road. You know, it's, it's more information that we can give you. Nice. Uh, these are fucking awesome little strategies. For and the whole as is thing is kind of a, the new thing that's popping up as is on home inspections or we'll cap it at 2,500 for repairs, little thing. We won't nickel and dime you, you know, little things like that. But that's always very subject to opinion as to what, what that wording means. So um, if you want to throw it in there, great. But the biggest thing is is cash over appraisal in, in, in my market, guaranteeing that money that, hey, I'm offering you 25K over ass price. I want to make sure you get as close to that number as possible. So if we don't appraise, I'll bring you X amount of dollars in cash on top. That was like a two minutes of top tips right there. Just shrink that down. It's like, go and do this shit and, and start winning. Oh, and by the way, if you're interested in gaining access to our course and coaching 100% for free, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com.